You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Avatar murder you. We need to figure out everything that happens leading up to Iris's death. If we can change one of these events, we can change them all. I I swear I will protect you. Iris needs a hero right now, Wally. We can prove that we can alter the future here and now. Ready, McFly? I'm about to ride you back to the future. Three, two, one. It's another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where this week Aaron and I sit down to discuss the DC Triple Shot on the CW. Hey man, how you doing? Good man, how are you? I still say that you should throw Gotham back into the mix. You're really missing out. The you should, how, you should treat yourself and get caught up on Gotham. How's it? How is it going? By the way, has that has that come back as well from its break? Did yeah, it take I mean, a break? okay. No, it it, it takes its. Uh, Monday is uh, its winter finale, and then it's off until like the fourth week in April. Oh, okay, okay. So how's it been going then? I I, I actually so have good. I actually have <laughs> no idea what's happening. So N- none, not not since the 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 last time I checked in, Jim Gordon was a like a, a fugitive, like a rogue detective or something. I think. Yeah, they they ran with that for a while. Did they? Okay. So. Yeah, but but now you know, spoil, he's back with the GCPD now. They took him back after all that, huh? Yeah. Well, Bullock is acting captain. Ah, well, that'll do it. What happened to uh, What happened to to Vic Mackey? Uh, uh, he's still around. Did he get demoted or something? I can't. Why can't I remember his name? Bald. Technically. Guy. Yeah. Can't remember his name, but um, he's he's now in 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 jail for murder. Good lord! Uh, I have a, missed of, of of a of a lot of people. I have missed. <laughs> I have missed a lot. Okay. Um, so you didn't see the the guy from The Walking Dead as the Mad Hatter? Uh, I think I saw the, I think I saw the like the TV ads uh-huh. for that episode. So I did see. Oh, like, he's a been of... on many episodes. It, he was like really like the this whole season they've just that mm-hmm. they're just like fuck it. it. They're doing whatever they want. It's awesome. It's so much fun to watch because you don't know where they're gonna go. Are are you fully expecting by the end of the season for young adolescent Bruce Wayne to just don the bat suit? Uh, yeah. maybe not the maybe not don the suit, but they're definitely laying the groundwork to where you know, at the end of next season, you know, don't be surprised if, if this kid is you know starting to wear black hoodies around and stuff. Scrawny, little yeah. tiny well, scrawny Jerome, bat, bat suit. Uh, in in Monday night's uh, winter finale, Jerome kidnaps Bruce. Ah. Because Jerome's back from the dead now. He died for a while, yeah. so now he. But he's back as like new fifty two ish, you know, sort of Joker. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, we're talking. Oh, about... and the, the the Penguin and the Riddler are involved in a love triangle. Yeah, so you've told like, me they're, they're getting ready to go to war with each other. It's it's so good. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about the other uh, three DC shows that are on television. 
these all all CW fied though these shows the Flash Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow and yes the order has been been toggled with ever so slightly because Legends mm-hmm. of Tomorrow was moved to Tuesdays following the Flash which uh, I, I'm wondering if the move was made because they want some attention poured onto that show and they feel like maybe putting it at the tail end of the week after two other shows maybe it wasn't getting the love it deserved i wonder if this is like a last ditch effort to uh to put the spotlight on legends and i believe a deserved spotlight and as we will talk about i think it's one that is starting to work a little bit they're wanting to give it that good flash bomb yeah i think so uh, so anyway we're gonna get we're gonna get started with the flash season three this is episode 10. It's called Borrowing Problems from the Future. So we have uh, young Barry Allen. He's having nightmares about Iris's murder, which we saw in the, uh, the, the mid-season finale or whatever. We saw uh, Savitar kill Iris. And um, he is... Uh, this whole episode is basically him attempting to alter the future... Uh, and it starts when he bumps into uh, Plunder, who I'm, I guess is some sort of piratey character. Maybe it's this, I, I think that's when they probably could could have updated to not be so stupid. <laughs> I mean, he's he's basically it, well. I mean, they did update him. He's basically a, a I mean, robber I was more with an eye to the name. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Jared Murillo, who is basically a a robber, but he wears an eye patch and he has some sort of enhanced gun that shoots like heat seeking bullets and stuff like that yeah um, apparently he just he just has judge dredge's you know fucking gun and he's just rolling with that's it that's right he's got a lawgiver yeah. uh <laughs> barry so barry's uh uh stops an attempted robbery by plunder and barry recalls <laughs> seeing news reports during his visit into the future uh where he had captured where well it's not where he'd captured him he saw the news reports about how he was uh going on trial or something like that and this reminded Barry of, of this whole uh, flash-forward thingy that he had. Uh, the distraction aroused Marilla to overpower Barry and escape. Uh, meanwhile, HR launches the museum, the Star Labs Museum, but no one attends it. Um, in a second confrontation, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big letdown. Uh, but in the second confrontation, Wally West, Kid Flash, intervenes and captures Marillo, gaining praise by everyone except Barry. He eventually reveals the future he saw to everyone but Joe, which I'm sure will not result in any sort of dramatic scene later on this season. Uh, the team decides to change the course of the other events to prevent Iris's death. Using Cisco, Barry accesses the future memory in which the news reveals that Star Labs Museum will close. Caitlin will become Killer Frost. Marillo escapes, and Barry decides to change the first event by allowing Wally to capture plunder cisco relaunches the museum starting with an exhibition for elementary school students julian is persuaded by caitlin to join the team and a mysterious woman from another earth arrives searching for hr wells uh do you have any thoughts on the second half of season three the 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 second half premiere i guess is uh what we're gonna call it do you have any thoughts on the episode it it feels like they're starting to get things going back in the right direction. Like season three tends to be when these CW shows, you know, hit the shits. Oh, do they ever? <laughs> but it they feels like they're getting it to ground back. I mean, it, it was really like this third season. I mean, it's been a real disappointment so far. 
I I mean, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I think it's been I don't think it's been as good as the first two seasons, but right. Um, I I, I guess judging it on, judging it on its own merits because I was thinking of like how off of a cliff Arrow fell, and I don't think this show fell nearly as far off a cliff as Arrow did. Uh, I mean, not even remotely sure. close. But I guess yeah, judging it, judging the show by its own merits, it has not been as good a season as the uh, the previous two, but. Not quite, uh, no. I'm fe- yeah, I mean, I feel like they're moving in the right direction a little bit. This was like a little flat for me for like a like a, a return premiere episode. Yeah. Uh, this was very much like a, here's the outline of all the stuff that we're going to be doing for the rest of the season. And I was kind of expecting something a little bit bigger and a little more fun. But we got that in another show, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was just... You know, it was just there. This was just like setting the stage. Yeah. Uh, they've got like their list of their their news events that they want. It felt to like they like this entire episode could have been condensed down to about five minutes, and you know, been the ending of the uh, the season finale. Yeah, season kind finale. of right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Barry could have been like, "But I have a plan to save you, Iris," and his head's just all bobbing around and all that. Yeah, <laughs> we uh. I mean, that was kind of like the the gist of this episode was, uh, you know, can we change the future? Uh, yes. Is it, you know, because Barry had uh, that moment with HR where he was talking with him about. <laughs> Which made no sense, the entire conversation. Yeah. Well, I mean, because. Oh, my God. Barry must have been really, he must have been really aching yeah. for, for, for help on this. Because he's like, you wrote books about time travel, right? What do you yes, think you about must know about travel? stuff. Do you do you think the do you think the future is set? And HR is like you know, uh, you know, no, I think I think it is set. You can't do anything to change it. And then Barry's all like, no, there is no fate, but what we make for ourselves. And then uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger cameos. HR was like, no, I think it's set, but you know. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, no, I guess it's not set. Oh, yeah, I, I, I guess, guess you were right. I, I guess as a science fiction writer, I don't really know that much about actual time travel. <laughs> Uh, but he. Do you, uh, think, do you think they were taking shots at all the keyboard warriors talking shit about like them messing with timelines and all that? No, maybe perhaps like with that a little bit. Perhaps a little bit. Maybe having yeah. a little bit of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they they have that conversation, and then Barry d- figures out that yes, actually things can change. He notices when Cisco vibes him back into that memory that he sees. Harrison or HR Wells on top of a building with a with a gun or something he was not there uh the first time although apparently he is there to do nothing because he doesn't do anything yeah. and Iris still what dies the fuck? so I don't know it didn't change all that much um your job is to stand up there with a rifle and don't shoot or anything just let him kill Iris and they already knew Iris was gonna die so why didn't Cisco just keep his eye on the prize and keep watching the news headlines to see what yes. else was going down yes uh, so many questions, fellas. What are you doing? Uh, anyway, so what, w- what would you give? What would you give this episode uh, on the on the old geeky glasses scale? Two and a half. Okay, yeah, I gave it a three. I, I thought I was being pretty generous. Um, yeah, two and a half feels feels fair. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just there. It was one of those episodes. Um, you know, they. Had, it was television. Sometimes it, it was. Sometimes they have these really good moments with um iris and barry that are like way better relationship moments than 
Oliver and Felicity ever had on Arrow. Uh, and sometimes they get it so right. And then sometimes like this episode, I feel like they dipped a little too heavily into like CW dialogue mode. And I didn't care for it nearly as much. And uh, I was just waiting for the scene to end. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I give and it a how three. Come I'm in, in shows like this, they always insinuate that they had sex and they never just say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what else do we do three times? It's like, why not? You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just call just it out. Say, just you, come you know out and say it. Doing. Yeah. They're making whoopee. That's what yeah. they're doing. Oh, my God. Yeah, why not just start putting in uh, laugh lines and all that shit? <laughs> Crowd noises. Uh, oh, we should totally do that. All right, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about show number two in uh, in this DC sandwich. Uh, it's season two, episode nine of Legends of Tomorrow, called Raiders of the Lost Art. Dark Merlin and the Speedster. Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom. I'm not calling them that. January 24th. We're on sort of a time clock here. Tuesdays. The Legion have nothing. They have ripped. Will be legendary. Please let me go! Who do we kill first? These guys are good. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. All new episodes return on a new night, Tuesday, January 24th on The CW. the New York attack. So this is a flashback, by the way. Uh, and we see Rip Hunter recovering the Spear of Destiny from the Wave Rider. And he uses the time drive to escape. Uh, in the present, the team learns about the Spear, arrives in Los Angeles 1967, where they confront Damien Dark and Malcolm Merlin, who are also trying to get their hands on the Spear. And they are also attempting to kidnap Rip. But Rip Hunter has no memories of his previous adventures. Well, kind of. Like, he he kind of has it in the back of his head, but he's, he's, used, it as a, he's used it as a tool to, to create a, a film, a, uh, a, like, a, like a film school film, uh, featuring the Legends of Tomorrow-ish characters uh, in it. And it's just like when Ten put his put his essence or whatever in that watch. And it was just writing the stories about other dreams he was having, like, you know, as his right. time for the adventures. That's right. That's a doctor who reference, uh, for people who aren't aware. They get uh, it. <laughs> they, they, and if you don't go listen to who made who it'll right. change your life. Um, yeah. So he doesn't, and it's because he used the, he, he literally grabbed the time drive and this is like, what is, fucked with his head so so readily and he doesn't know who he is and on top of that he has an american accent his british accent has disappeared <laughs> entirely yeah i mean it's you know it's your standard it's your standard british to american accent translation they just yell a lot they, they yeah. seem that's what they seem to do is they just talk really loudly but i mean in all fairness uh and uh <laughs> this is where the show gets interesting because not only is he making this this movie but his director of photography is none other than George Lucas, which blew me the fuck away. Cause I'm watching this and they showed his, his, um, his, his DP. And I, I think he calls him George. 
And yeah. I'm like, that looks like a young George Lucas. But this just has to be like, you know, they made somebody who looks like a young George Lucas and he's calling him George. So people kind of go like, oh, that's cute. And they're like, no, it's actually George Lucas. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Uh, both parties escape. Um, Rip is, however, arrested by the police. The team abducts him from custody uh, with uh, Martin Stein pretending to be his psychiatrist. Uh, the team abducts him from custody and takes him to the Wave Rider. Uh, Nate and Ray are revealed to have lost their special uh, their special powers and their specialties. Uh, and it's because of this whole incident where George Lucas and Rip Hunter were dropped upon by Damian Dark and Malcolm Merlin and energy weapons scared the shit out of George Lucas so much that he decided to quit film school and he never makes Indiana Jones, which is what got Nate into becoming a history professor and an archaeologist. I and, love their alternate jobs, though. And he never made and he never made Star Wars, which is what got Ray interested in science. So there's no Adam suit. There's none of this. And uh, Ray, I think, is a brain surgeon or heart, heart surgeon. surgeon. Yep. And Nate is a yoga instructor, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, In all so fairness, yeah. though, I mean, it does sound right. It it actually really does. <laughs> uh, it sounds like this is what the, their characters were meant to have, actually. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> so they so they've lost this because the the aberration created caused George Lucas to quit filmmaking. Uh, while Nate, Amaya, and Ray meet Lucas to dissuade him in a tremendous scene, uh, the others learn that Lucas has a fragment of the spear and uh, Damien Dark and Malcolm overpower Amaya's party and force them to search for the fragment in a dumpster which by the way has uh, ever encroaching walls uh, <laughs> the Star Wars so slow moving though it was very slow indeed <laughs> they really wanted to, to kill them no yeah a little faster yeah. Um, the others arrive a battle ensues during which they recover the fragment and the medallion but Rip is abducted, uh, abducted by Eobard Thawne, who intends to torture him and find the location of the other fragments. George Lucas returns to filmmaking. The team vows to rescue Rip. Meanwhile, Mick, uh, there's a side story with Mick and Martin Stein, where Mick is confessing to Stein about his hallucina uh, hallucinations of uh, Leonard Snart, which the latter eventually interprets are emotional not neural like he thinks it's a, a a chip that the time masters had put in his head and maybe um he's he's sensing some sort of uh perhaps a force ghost although i think they refer to it as a temporal ghost i love how stein just cracks this dude's head wide open too just no, <laughs> just no worries to take it out and oh i like the scene where they come up on him and they're like what is happening here and he's just like just doing brain surgery and they're like okay we don't have time for this and they just move on yeah they just keep um, rolling but he, but yeah, Martin Stein determines that the 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 chip has not been active for a long time, and uh, he figures out that the, the thing that's going on with Mick is really uh, an emotional thing. He's trying to cope with the death of his his friend, and Mick has a difficult time with emotions. So, uh, yeah, what what did you think of Raiders of the Lost Art, Aaron? Legends just continues to be uh, one of the more fun shows on CW. Yeah, for me to watch. I mean, kind of period for me. Like, this is, like, just fun, popcorn-y comic book 
It's not getting bogged down in like no. CW relationship stuff. Like, there's no way like this Malcolm Merlin would allow like Oliver to slowly, uh, you know, be crushed <laughs> by a garbage. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> no, no. there's so much to, like it. They just they th- throw all caution to the wind here. They're like, screw it. We're going to be more comic booky than the other two shows. And oh yeah, fuck it's, it. yeah. Malcolm Merlin and Damian Dark are way better characters on this show than they were on their previous other appearances. They're much more like mustache twirly and witty. And boy, they had some great scenes in this episode. Yeah, they're too. cracking like, jokes with each other. They're crack- just, you know, let's see a spinoff for these guys just going around fucking shit up for a while. The bit where they're like examining their, their energy weapons while they're in an elevator with the elevator music playing, like yeah. that sort of stuff. Just uh, was so much fun. That all the I keep stuff trying like- to get the name Legion of Doom to land. And Sarah's <laughs> like the only one who won't say it. Such a dumb name, she says all the yeah. time. I'm not going to say that name. <laughs> all that stuff is great. Uh, the guy is trying to convince George Lucas to direct again. And Amaya gets him to do it by saying, you're our only hope. Yeah. <laughs> me, and my, me and my daughter were watching this. Uh, as it happened, and when she said that, we both go, <gasps> we just do like the big gasp. It's like, oh my god, she's like Princess Leia in George Lucas's mind is now Maya <laughs> from the Legends of Tomorrow. Right. Um, you know, and they did the thing with the trash compactor, uh, like all of that stuff, and it's, uh, it was just a just a fun episode. Uh, and, and I mean, and look, they're they're doing, um. Well, you know what? I, I stand corrected. I was going to say they're doing like they were doing the same kind of of season building that the Flash did, but this did a little bit more than the Flash did. We got the return of Rip Hunter, although mm-hmm. only kind of, because <laughs> he's not he's not all there. But there's a lot more that happened. We learned about we learned a lot more about the Spear of Destiny and that he doesn't actually have the spear; he's got a a piece of it. So they're gonna it's gonna be like this uh, this. Uh, time and space treasure hunt where they're like going to be looking for the other the other pieces of it to to form the whole but we got that we got this thing where he's rip is now kidnapped um you see all this uh this character stuff developing with mick uh this is just a great show and i'm i'm actually some people i think would take the moving of the time and the day usually when a show moves well it didn't really move its did it move its time it did. It did, didn't it? I think it moved up. Yeah, like a half yeah. hour or something like that. Yeah. Usually, people take a show when it when it moves a day to be bad. Like the shows, the show is underperforming, and we're just gonna tuck it away somewhere. But they're not tucking it away. They're not tucking it away. They're, you know, they're not putting this on like a Friday night at eleven o'clock at night or something. They're putting it right next to the Flash, which I think means that. A lot of the people there are seeing what we're seeing in the show, and they feel like more people need to have their eyes on it. And I feel like putting it next to The Flash, people are going to be more willing to stick around after The Flash to watch more superhero-ness. Absolutely. And uh, it's having an effect. And it on, helps, too, that the, the you know it's just so much fun, like the, the show itself. So did you, did you struggle with when you found out George Lucas decided to quit filmmaking school? Because... He quit, and I'm like, boy, Nate and Ray don't have their 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 chosen fields anymore. They don't have their superpowers, which is really gonna like hamstring the team here. But no prequel Star Wars movies. They didn't exist for a while. Yeah. 
I mean, is that a, is that a good trade-off? Would you be willing... No, better yet, forget about Nate and Ray. Forget about them for a minute. Would you be willing to trade off uh, no Star Wars prequels if it meant there was just no Star Wars at all? Well, it also means no Indiana Jones. And no Indiana... Ooh, boy, you know what? I think <laughs> I can put up with the prequels. Right? <laughs> there are far more good Star Wars movies than bad now at this point. And there are, at least by my count, still more good Indiana Jones movies than bad. Yeah. Um, although it depends on which way the wind is blowing about my feelings on Temple of Doom. But um, by and large, yeah. I, by and large, I would say you have three. It's better than Crystal Skull. It is definitely better than Crystal Skull. You will not get an argument from me on that. <laughs> I Look, my argument has always been that Crystal Skull is at least as ridiculous as Temple of Doom is. But I think Temple of Doom is an overall better movie. Um, but I think most of its premises are just as ridiculous as some of the stuff that was pointed out as ridiculous in Crystal Skull. But that aside, <laughs> that's not what this episode is really about. Uh, I just think it's really crazy that they that they included this. I thought it was just going to be a tiny little, like an in-joke of, you know, what if that was George Lucas? Boy, they really kind of made him look like him. That's really funny. And no, they not only was that him, but they made him like a, basically a central uh, character in the plot of this episode. Yeah. Which, uh, which is mind bending. That, that definitely makes this. It, it felt the like, they, show this week. you know, they just had <clears throat> Rip was going to be, you know, in Hollywood somewhere. And they figured like, if we make it this timeline. We could just wedge it in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, it it's awesome that they set things up like that. Like they really try to plan like all this goofball shit ahead, and it pays off. You know, what I mean, it doesn't feel out of whack. Like you yeah. know, they've they've already interacted with Einstein. I mean, they, there's so many people they've already you know brushed up against. Like in history, it doesn't feel out of place. It's like I get George Lucas being there. I get that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what would you give the Raiders of the Lost Art? Oh, four and a half. Loved it. Yeah, I gave this a four and a half. Uh, My only just, problem was the they could have put a better wig on Rip and the guy who played Sturz Lucas. Their wigs were pretty <laughs> shit. <laughs> they were not amazing. <laughs> they were fucking terrible. Um, but other than that, everything was great. <laughs> he didn't buy that as uh, Arthur Darville's real hair. Not so much. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was almost I, as bad as the wig they had on him and that 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 episode of Doctor Who when they were all in, uh, sleeping and they were having like the nightmares. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was that one was mullet actually the mullet the mullet one with like the rat tail yeah and the pony uh, it was braided or something it's almost the same exact haircut he had oh my gosh mm-hmm. um that's two Doctor Who references in this episode everybody Thank you. who made who go listen uh yeah but at the same time I don't think it really stuck out to me I've been watching a lot of uh, I just discovered that the original run of Unsolved Mysteries is on Amazon Prime <laughs> and the wigs they put on the people and the reenactments for some of those. Uh, just, you know, it's, it's, uh, they're far worse than these. Is the guy who hosted that still alive? Robert Stack? No, he is not. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've since replaced him. Like they still air the episodes on TV, but they have like a new host, but he's covering like the same old segments, which is really weird. Why don't they button it up and just go back and like reinvestigate the ones they've already reported and see which ones are closed now? Sure. See, that's what I wanted. I wanted like them to come back with like new episodes, but yeah. And be like, so we heard a story about there being cockroach and ice cream. Like, that turned out to be bullshit. And, you know, they just keep rolling through and they tell you, like, what's still unsolved. (laughs) Then once they get through that, they can present new unsolved mysteries. 
Uh, speaking of bullshit. Season 5, episode 10 of Arrow. Called, Who Are You? As a whole, this season has been better. Welcome home, Laurel. Have you heard about the circumstances surrounding the death of Detective Malone? No. It looks like the Green Arrow was manipulated into killing him. No more running. It's time I face this head on. Finally, it's about time someone figured it out. that as a whole this season has been better than the previous two seasons yeah yeah um it feels like they're always on the verge of getting there like getting like, something interesting happening. yeah they do it again kind of in this episode although it's all it's in flashbacks oh god yeah. so like the, the big reveal they, shit already. Oh my god. they did a they did a big reveal in the flashbacks which i'm like i wish this was part of the main story because that's more interesting to me but okay uh, so anyway, at the end of uh, the first half of the season, the season one finale, uh, we see that Laurel Lance has returned, and that is where we begin this episode. So Laurel states that Sarah revived her after her murder and sent her back in time using the Wave Rider and made up some bullshit about how it didn't cause a, a, a fuck-up in the timeline. and An aberration. aberration. Yeah. And Oliver's just like, oh, okay. They're eventually just going to call him Barry Allen's in the CW universe. <laughs> Oliver, unlike that's H- all this prick does. Well, in in fairness, <laughs> Oliver, unlike H.R. Wells, pretends to doesn't pretend to know everything about time travel. And another thing, why isn't Cisco so pissed? Like, oh, so you can save Iris, we can't go back and save my brother. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like a month ago, he couldn't he couldn't look the guy in the face. He was so mad about it. Now he's like, cool, bro. All is forgiven. Go save her. It's like, what the fuck? Wait. Oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Oliver welcomes her into the team, but Felicity soon realizes that she is Laurel's doppelganger. Or go back and drag Caitlin out of the reactor before it, you know, before she becomes yeah. killer frost. Like, it, fuck. Any of those things? Flash, no? fucker. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead, man. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Felicity soon realizes that she is Laurel's doppelganger from Earth Two, the Black Siren. Like right from Jump, Felicity had that sniffed out. Yeah. Uh, having been broken out of Star Labs by Prometheus, Laurel escapes and calls Oliver for an arrangement near the Black Canary statue. Although he remains optimistic towards Laurel, Felicity orders the others to attack her, leading to the destruction of the statue, though uh, Black Siren is captured. Learning about Paul, um, Renee convinces Curtis to move on and focus on his capabilities not his flaws. Uh, Felicity lures Laurel into escaping after placing a tracker on her. The team confronts her and Prometheus in a warehouse where Oliver fails to dissuade Laurel from accepting her evil side, of course. Curtis disables her powers using a device he made, which he didn't think was going to work, but of course it did. Uh, Though Prometheus escapes, Laurel is captured and Oliver places her in an Argus facility, hoping to change her one day. 
Uh, while Felicity admires his optimism, Oliver tells her of his plans to follow Earth One, uh, Laurel's dying wish, and to find and recruit another Black Canary. Then, in a bar, in Hub City! Uh, is this the first mention of Hub City? No, uh, Greg Greenberg's that. character suggested they send Kid Flash there in the, the very pre- in the Flash uh, episode this week. That's right, that's right. Uh, two thugs attempt to coerce a barmaid to presumably rape her, which is not overly made clear, but obviously this was their intent. It's when definitely un- the implication. When an unidentified woman protects her by throwing the thugs out of a window using a sonic scream. Hmm. I wonder if she will be our new Black Canary, Aaron. Uh, Meanwhile, Oliver convinces Adrian to represent John Diggle. And uh, the latter's corrupt superior, General Walker, arrives to assume his custody, but Adrian manages to bring John into his own jurisdiction, thus protecting him for a short while. Uh, In flashbacks... Gregor, the Bratva traitor, attempts to force Oliver's obedience, but the latter is rescued by a female archer named Talia. Hmm. No, she drops the she drops she dropped the whole name. Uh, does she say Talia Al Ghul? Oh yeah. I only heard I'm Talia. No, she dropped the whole kit and caboodle. So, <laughs> so Oliver met Nissa Al Ghul. Yeah. Never once was like, hey, I met your sister. I knew her. Never came up in conversation? No. This is... Okay. Uh, anyway, what did you think of Who Are You? Um, I like it. It, it kind of felt like the episode of The Flash where there was... They were just kind of spinning their wheels a bit. Yes. Not really a whole lot was done to gain new ground. I mean, I, I don't know. It just kind of felt it, it felt flat. I mean, it wasn't the worst episode uh, it, they've no, done like probably not, in the past three all. years, but this season it might be the worst one they've done. It's just ah, there just wasn't much going on, man. It was just kind of it was just there, you know. Mm-hmm. They didn't, which is really... which has been disappointing because season five, like they've really gone, they've gotten back on track a bit. I mean, you know, the short it, it's definitely more enjoyable to watch now, but this episode just kind of ah, it was like a, a limp fish just laying across your face. They didn't even really preserve the surprise, the twist at no. the end of the mid-season finale. They kind of gave it away in the trailers, I think, that yeah. it wasn't Laurel. In every trailer uh, they showed, yeah. Yes, that they gave it away that she's really Black Siren instead of Black Canary. Yeah. And, um, you know, the I think they really should have wrapped up the Prometheus thing and the mid-season finale. Uh, but they didn't. And I... I'm not sure what this is leading towards. I feel like that. I mean, I know it's not directionless. I'm sure they have a direction that they're going in, but I can't tell what it is. Uh, Prometheus doesn't feel like this big, like overhanging menace, like the Spear of Destiny, and you've got Malcolm there's Merlin. Set, <laughs> there's going to be Flash. something big and powerful, but it's going to be a real letdown because I think it's going to be Tommy Merlin. There's nobody they could have under that hood that would make a payoff that we'd be satisfied with. No, nope. I mean, that probably Tommy Merlin is actually as close as they will come. Unless he rips off his hood and he's like, "My name is Bruce Wayne." Like, you know what I mean? That'd be the only <laughs> way it would be like, "Oh shit!" Like, there's nothing. There's nobody that could be under there that you're like, "Oh, cool." Like, you, there's nobody. 
Yeah. But if it's just some random guy, you know what I mean? He's like, my name's Bruce Wayne, and just you know, roll credits on the season. Like, holy shit! Like, that would be an, actually a crazy ending. But um, they've introduced everybody else. They have like Superman that. for God's sake in the they CW do. now. Why not Batman? It's they the logical, do. you know. I don't know, but but there's yeah. nobody else it could be. Is there one person that they've indicated, like shown on this show in any capacity that could be under that hood you'd, that you'd be like, oh, dude. Well, I mean, there is the there is the person that they've basically said the the person that they said who it is. Who do you think it is? But we've never seen. Well, I mean, on the show, uh, they believe it to be the son of one of the people Oliver killed when he first came back. So is it supposed to be Oliver's kid? No, no, it's not Oliver's kid, but it, like oh. one of the people that Oliver killed. Oh, when yeah, he came right. Back, but one I mean, of the fat cats. It's supposed to be like one of the like that guy's kid or something is coming yeah, but, for revenge but you know who is that nobody guy? yeah cares? but there's nobody that we're gonna be excited about it it feels like yeah. a waste like unless it's like a super epic like oh my god like you know gotham dc bomb there's it's gonna be such a fucking letdown yeah um so i'm not sure i'm not sure where they're headed it, it to me, it feels. I'm sure they have a direction and they know where they're going. But me watching, I don't. I can't tell what that is. I can't feel where they're headed. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I definitely have that, and I know with the Flash, at least what they're doing in the short term here. Although I don't know if they're gonna try to stretch this out until the end of the season or something. Well, what about uh, Savitar's prophecy? Do you have any thoughts over like who's who? Oh, like the the one who's gonna die or the one who's gonna fall or and the one who betrays or whatever. Yeah, the one who betrays? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know when this happened, Glenn and I discussed it, and we had our, um, we had our opinions. I don't recall what they are at the moment, but I mean, there's a lot of obvious sounding ones, like if Caitlin becomes Killer Frost, she could easily be the one who betrays them. Right. Um. You know, there's a bunch of expendables. H.R. Wells could be the one who dies. Because, uh, you know, they've got a million of those Harrison Wells. True. So they can just, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's so easy. Like, He's like Kenny. They could just keep swapping them out. Like every week they could kill him and be like, well, we need another one. Yep, we need another We need another Harrison. Let's go to Earth uh, 25. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's so there's been, there's been some. Uh, I, I just I can't imagine it's going to be anybody big. I mean, I feel like if they're going to do somebody big-ish, if they're going to kill off somebody and it's not going to be a Malfoy. more replaceable. No, I mean, I feel like he would be, because he still feels like guest starring for this season only, this guy. <laughs> right. So he still feel, he still kind of feels like that to me. Mm. Um, like they'd have to kill off like Joe West or something like that. They'd have to kill off like a, yeah. a character who's been here. Like, he, you know, I, instead of Iris dying, he sacrifices himself or something to save Iris or something along those lines. Um, I feel like that's where they would have to to go. He's the last father figure something. like Barry's got left, really. So I, I think he's pretty safe. Right. I mean, look, they have managed to surprise me a little bit this year on Flash anyway. Have they? Uh, to a degree, yeah. Because there was the feeling, like, from the get-go that... Um, Malfoy was alchemy. alchemy. Yeah. And that wasn't a surprise. Like we just we saw the writing on the wall, he's gonna be alchemy. Or Obviously, reveal yeah. that he's alchemy. <laughs> but where they where they caught me off guard, uh, a little bit at least, was they revealed that he is, but it's not like he's willingly alchemy. He's actually a decent person. 
right. who was, you know, ensnared or entrapped or whatever is forced to being enforced to be a, to be a bad guy. So he's not just like a generic bad guy or whatever, which was different. That wasn't where I was expecting to go with it. I thought they were just going to go formula through and through. Do you and think they introduce a, a human avatar for Savitar? Like at some point in the next couple of weeks, just so there's a big betrayal, like in May. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, because that could be the one who betrays, is you know, if they introduce uh, like a new person. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm curious. They've got. Look, we're asking way more questions about the Flash and Legends than we are Arrow at this point. On Arrow, I think the question is seemingly and constantly: Is it going to get better? <laughs> Is the question right? If Prometheus reveals to be Bruce Wayne, that's the only way it's going to be yes. a worthy payoff. It's it's yeah. going to be Tommy Merlin or, or somebody along those lines because they keep talking about a son. So obviously Malcolm had you know he was Ra's al Ghul for a while. He had the means to bring back Tommy. You know maybe it's like maybe it's like future Oliver Queen with like the the beard and the missing <laughs> hand or something. Right. He's come back in time for some reason. Yeah, there's, there's just Oliver nobody. Queen. Like there's nobody they could introduce where it's like oh. It's gonna be such a letdown, man. I'm, I'm not yeah. into it. It's we're thinking we're thinking crazy and wacky, and that's not what right. Arrow does anymore. It if, it, do if it is gonna be Tommy Merlin, they should have. It should have been like a six episode arc in the first part of the season or something. Just introduce him, and then he could have fucked mean, off for a while. I mean, look, they might do crazy and wacky. They've they've been introducing some wackier elements into the show, like Oliver's arrows, like parachute arrows and shit oh, like yeah. that. And the rack too, and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and those have been goofier. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes less so, like Ragman. But um, who's a... Just, I don't know. I don't get Ragman. Uh, yeah, we should probably give this show a score and move on with our move on with our day. Oh. What would you give? Who are, did you did you rate Who Are You already? I don't uh, remember. I'll give it a three. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I I was I was giving it a three. And I was like, I, I figured you're going to give it lower, but no, no, three, no. three feels about right. Yeah, this was this was uh, d- despite all of our complaints for the episode, it was by and large just it was fine. Yeah, it was it okay, but it, it, but in the whole, I don't know, I, I didn't really get the whole Detective Malone thing just to have Felicity be busy for a while that way her and Oliver could come back together, which is what they've been setting. You know what I mean? It's just like just yeah. let her have been single for a while. Why did it have to be the whole dead boyfriend thing? It's it, blah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get out of here. Uh, he's going to pull hey. out this hood and he's going to be like, my name's Bruce Wayne. Like, And then that's going to be it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Aaron, you want to get in? I, I was going to start talking about Cinema Geekly stuff, but do you want to toss in your info about Children of the Atoms? Oh, quick, I would. Before I, before I leap into that? I would. By Thank all means. You, sir. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> For those of you uh, who are unaware, I, I have my own site now. Uh, my buddy Matt and I, we can be found at adamsnerds.com. That's A-D-A-M-S, nerds.com. Uh, we have our own podcast, You know, much in the very ilk of, uh, of Cinema Geekly. We talk about uh, very similar things, but our conversations tend to get off the rails a lot more often. Uh, also on the site, we post news articles uh, You know, for everything you could uh, want nerd-related. We're also going to start putting up reviews and all that stuff. We can be found on YouTube, Google Play, all that, so... Uh, Go ahead and Google us and find us. We appreciate it. Please yeah, and thank you. If you uh, if you miss that cinema, if you miss Cinema Geekly's posting of articles and reviews, um, I I would highly recommend just going there instead because I don't think we're going to be bringing back the uh, the reviews and the uh, the articles anytime soon. 
Uh, and I think we're going to stick to primarily just the podcasting. So, yeah, adamsnerds.com for all of that stuff. Uh, look, I highly recommend following you guys on Instagram because I enjoy the the photoshops. <laughs> uh, the endless stream of photoshops. Is that Matt doing the photoshops or is that you? Oh, that's me. <laughs> those are great photoshops, man. Thank you. <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy those a shit ton. I love them. Yeah, so... I was gonna say, like, forget the podcast. Matt does all our Matt does all our artwork and stuff. Yeah, and he's awesome as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I was gonna say forget the podcast, but that's rude because you should listen to the podcast. But uh, the highlight for me is is every other day seeing, um, is seeing the the, the photoshops. They are fun. Uh, wh- what what prompted the uh, God? What was the last one you just put out? Um, uh, might have been Night at the Roxbury, I think. Yeah, what what prompted that choice? Do you have like a, a thought process? No. You just kind of <laughs> you kind of just find you kind of just find pictures. Yeah, it's like you, you know, like, as I'm just surfing the web or whatever, I'll just see a picture and I'll be like, boom, and then just, that's it. Um my my recent favorite, by the way, would in fact be uh you as Riker. With, yeah uh, with Maddie as uh Picard. Yeah, people seem to like that one a lot too. Well, I mean, it's it, it's easy because you know he's bald and you know I have this luscious beard, much like Riker. So it, it just yeah, felt I mean, really it, obvious. Like I was really kind of disappointed in myself that that was the first one we had done like so that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> what I really enjoy is everyone else's faces are so like stern or concerned. Yeah. Whereas you guys are just real happy to be looking at something on the screen. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're. We're pros, man. We can yeah. find joy in the little things like a Klingon attack or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody go check that out. Uh, of course, for this show, head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the back catalog of Flashing Arrow episodes going all the way back to season one of The Flash. Uh, and, of course, as you've heard reference-wise, we have a lot of other shows uh, to choose from on the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. Uh, and, of course, Who Made Who shall be returning soon-ish in a couple of months. Uh, and uh, I believe uh, the Hear the Walking Dead is going to be coming back soon as well. I think they're coming back right around Valentine's Day, I think is when they come back. So February 26th, right? Oh, they're coming back after or, Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, tw- is it the 12th? I think, yeah, it's the 12th. I, I think you're right. It might be. Yeah, because I, th- I, th- I think they have this idea about coming back right around Valentine's Day. Some sick and twisted idea. February 12th, yep, you're right. Z- zombie killing and brutality. Um, so yeah, that's going to be coming back. Uh, there's going to be a new episode of The Hope Spot pretty soon. We've got more stuff lined up for Flawed and Decisive. Better Call Saul is going to be coming back. So Better Talk Saul is going to be coming back uh, podcast-wise. So there's going to be plenty of stuff to fill up your uh, your podcast-catching devices of course, you can find this show that you're listening to right now on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Flashing Arrow and hit subscribe. Okay, so we will come back next week to talk more of the DC shows on the CW. It'll be Season 3, Episode 11 of The Flash, called Dead or Alive. Season 2, Episode 10 of Legends of Tomorrow, called The Legion of Doom. I'm sure, I'm sure White Canary will take offense to the name of that episode title and of course season five episode 11 of arrow called second chances 